What if I told you the financial situation that you really desire is a lot closer than you think? Whether you're interested in becoming debt free, learning how to invest your hard earned money, or just want to take your finances to the next level, you're in the right place. The Plenty Money Podcast is for anyone who believes that financial freedom is possible. What's up, everybody? Cornelius Davis here. Coming to you today from St. Paul, Antigua. I want to welcome you all to another segment of the Plenty Money Podcast. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. People often ask me, they say, Cornelius, what's a good place for me to get a return on my money? And now, you know, I don't believe that there's a blanket best place for someone to put their money. You know, it obviously depends on what they're looking to do their risk tolerance and their overall financial circumstances. But there are several options available when it comes to finding a place to park your money for the purposes of getting a return. And with these various options come a range of potential returns. Less risky options usually offer a lower return than options with a higher level of risk. And I realize that some people might panic when they hear the word risk. Uh, They think that it means, you know, losing all of your money. And yeah, it's true that if you put your money in a bad investment, it's certainly possible you could lose all of your money. But risk simply means that there's a possibility of you finishing with less money than you initially started with. The time frame on these various options is different as well. Now, some vehicles require that your money remain there for a specified period of time in exchange for the return that you'll get. Other vehicles allow you to pull the money whenever you choose. So the right place to put your money really comes down to what you're trying to accomplish. Today, I'll share some of the things that you should consider when looking for a place to get a return on your money. The first thing to consider is, are you only interested in safe places to put your money? And when I say safe places, I'm referring to places where the value of the money you deposit is never at risk of going negative. You know, you simply receive whatever return on top of the money that you already have. For example, uh, bank accounts, treasury bills, savings bonds. You know, these are all three places where your money is safe. You don't have to worry about the value of your money decreasing, at least dollar-wise. You know, we're not talking about inflation, but we're just talking about dollar-wise. You don't have to worry about the value of your money going down from where it started. Uh, you're guaranteed to receive 100% of your deposit plus any interest that you received during the time that that money was deposited or invested. <clears throat> the second thing to consider is, are you looking to get a maximum return on your money? You know, maximum returns are associated with investments and investments typically include things like government bonds, corporate bonds and stocks. And so with long term bonds, your money stays invested for a longer period of time in exchange for a higher return. With stocks, there is no set time frame that your money must be invested. You could buy stock today and you could turn around and sell it tomorrow if that's what you chose to do. And so these types of investment products, unlike banking products or treasury bills, they do come with some level of risk. 
meaning that they can decrease in value from what you pay for them. And so when you invest money, you're exchanging your money for an asset. And so from then on, the value of the money that you invested is tied to the value of the asset that you purchased. As the value of that asset increases, the total amount of money you have increases. Likewise, if the value of that asset decreases, the value of your money decreases. The third thing to consider is how long do you want to have this money tied up? You know, many of the places outside of a regular savings account, a money market account or stocks, you know, they require that you keep the money there for a specified period of time. You know, for example, uh, a, a CD. CDs range from six month terms to five year terms. Government bonds range from three months to 30 years. And so the length of time that you're OK with your money being tied up will also help dictate which type of vehicle is right for you. And so those are a few of the things to consider when looking for a place to get a return on your money. Knowing the answers to these three basic questions should make it easier to select the right option. Now I want to shift gears and talk about specific options available where you could potentially put your money. Obviously, one place that you can put your money is in bank accounts. In the past, bank accounts paid very little interest. But as you know, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates significantly over the course of 2022 and part of 2023. And so as a result, uh, banking products are offering a much better yield than they have done for some time. And right now, it is possible to find a CD or savings account paying up to 5%. And that's a good return for a risk-free investment. Now, keep in mind that CDs have specific terms where the money is supposed to stay deposited in order to receive the full amount of interest that they offer. And sometimes banks will even penalize you for pulling the money before the end of that term. And so when we're talking about uh, emergency savings, you know, this money should only be kept in a regular savings account or a regular money market account so that you can access it any time without any restriction or penalties. But money that you've just accumulated, you know, you may have the option of putting that type of money into a term type of uh, bank product. Another place to consider parking your money are bonds. You know, bonds provide a vehicle where you can purchase the bond, hold it for a term and receive your money back. Plus whatever interest you gain from holding the bond during that time. And bonds typically range in three categories. There's short term bonds, there's medium term bonds and there's long term bonds. Uh, in terms of federal bonds, uh, these bonds range from three month treasury bills to 30 year treasury notes. And currently the return on government bonds range from 4.4% to 5.4%. Another thing to note is that at this current time, there's a higher return being offered on shorter term bonds than they are on longer term bonds. And that's primarily because interest rates are higher now than what they expect to be in the future. And so a couple of other bonds to consider. There's also municipal bonds. Uh, municipal bonds are local or state uh, government bonds. 
And these bonds typically range anywhere between one year and 30 years. And currently, the return on municipal bonds range from 3% to 4%. And the last type of bond to consider are corporate bonds. Corporate bonds provide corporations with a way to raise capital. Corporate bonds also fall in short, medium, and long term. Short term is typically three years or less. Midterm is about four years to 10 years. And long term is 10 years or more. And currently, corporate bonds are paying anywhere from 4.5% to 6%. Another option to consider are stocks. You know, stocks, index funds, mutual funds, ETFs, all of these things fall in the same category. Uh, you know, if you have cash sitting somewhere that you know you don't need for anything specific anytime soon, you certainly could consider putting that money into stocks. Stocks provide an excellent opportunity for growth on your money. You know, uh, if you don't know a lot about stocks or you are intimidated by stocks and then perhaps index funds is a simpler, easier way to go for you. When you buy an index fund, you're basically buying a piece of every company that's listed on that index. And so let's say, for example, if you bought shares of the S&P 500, when you buy shares of the S&P 500, you're buying a piece of all 500 companies that's listed on that index. And so from a risk perspective, uh, you're buying a diversified group of stocks and the risk is obviously lower the more diversified you are. Another option to consider are REITs, which are uh, real estate investment trusts. REITs trade like stocks, but they actually represent a percentage of real estate ownership. When you buy a stock, you're buying a percentage of a company. When you buy a REIT, you buy a percentage of a property. You know, uh, and so REITs typically fall in the categories of like commercial real estate, office, retail. But there's also uh, multifamily residential REITs as well. And that's pretty much all I have today. Hopefully you got something useful from this segment. If you have questions, you can reach out to me at contact at CorneliusDavisJr.com. As always, I thank you all for tuning in. Have a great week. When it comes to taking your finances to the next level, surrounding yourself with like-minded people provides a tremendous boost. Being able to share ideas, receive encouragement, and leverage opportunity increases your chances of financial success. I created the Personal Economy Community to provide a virtual location for people to connect with others on similar financial journeys. If you're interested in improving your finances in any way, the Personal Economy Community is the place you want to be. That's personaleconomy.com. Personal, E-C-O-N-O-M-E.com.